Sinterklaas is a Dutch gift-giving tradition where children sat their shoes outside their home to be filled by a visiting St. Nicholas on December 6th. Uh. Yes, gifts. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And perhaps due to bad weather, it made sense to have the shoes remain inside. Mm -hmm. Or better still... To hang stockings near the the fireplace. Uh, now we're seeing so all that that started here mm-hmm. in New York. Mm-hmm. Well, there's another story about the stockings. Oh, what's that? And that is uh, Saint Nicholas, mm-hmm. the the actual Saint Nicholas, mm-hmm. heard about these three women who did not have do- dowries. Oh, so they were going to be they wouldn't be able to marry, and their only choice for whatever reason was a life of prostitution. Mm-hmm. So Saint Nicholas saved them from that by throwing three gold balls down their chimneys. I'm Carla. I'm Keyes. And And we're we're the the History History Twins. Twins. Welcome to our podcast where history is more than dates and dead people. Join us each episode as we explore the past through music and story. I'm really excited about today. So am I. So am I. We are talking today about colonial Christmas in New York. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get to talk about like the history of Christmas and how it got to be here. And being that we're based in New York, yes. we have our own special, I suppose, affinity? like affinity for finding those things. Not to mention, quick shout out, we just did a concert at Boscobel mm-hmm. House and Gardens. That's right. And we did a whole history of of ancient of, of Christmas carols, Christmas carols, yeah, and yeah. and along the way we found out all this really cool history. So of course we had, we to, had share to share it. it. Yeah, so we're having this special podcast just to go over those cool things. Absolutely. So one of the things that you turned up in all your your extensive research mm-hmm. was that Christmas was not celebrated in America the way it is today. No, it was not, and that it wasn't declared a federal holiday until June. 26, 1870. 1870. 1870. Wow. Now, to go back a little bit, back to, to Mother England, shall we <laughs> say, um, in 1674, the British Parliament set down strict rules against celebrating Christmas. Right. And when the pilgrims came to the New World... They took those rules with them. Yes. And the Puritan leaders opposed Christmas because, you know why? Well, for one no. thing... Because Christmas, there was no authorization of the celebration in the Bible itself. Um, I didn't really think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, I remember that there was some date, I guess pre, like in early days of Christianity. Mm-hmm. But when the Puritans came to the New World, or just different uh, religious leaders, they're like, no, it's not in the Bible, so mm-hmm. it, it's not happening. So they doubted that Jesus was born on December 25th. Because like, sometimes you like to, to remind people that how did it snow in Bethlehem? Well, it like, doesn't really snow yeah. in Bethlehem. It rarely <laughs> snows in Bethlehem. It's in the Middle East. Exactly. It's average winter, December, uh, it's average December temperature, if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. is 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. It doesn't snow. Oh, I love that you looked that up and you knew that. I got curious. Yeah, so the early Puritan, you know, the forefathers, they were like, no, it doesn't, it, no, it didn't happen in December. So no, we're not celebrating Christmas. And they considered that day a sinner's excuse for debauchery. Mm. And we'll talk a little bit more about how it did actually come, uh, how how that actually happened. But by contrast, Mm -hmm. the Jamestown settlement, was that Virginia? Virginia. Virginia? Captain John Smith, he reported that Christmas was enjoyed by all. 
But after the American Revolution, English customs fell out of favor. That's true. Including Christmas, however mm-hmm. it had been celebrated. So how did we get Christmas? How did we get Christmas? Well, the ingredients of modern Christmas is believed to have started in New Amsterdam. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. The Dutch colony that later became known as New, New York. York. So I was reading today, I didn't really think about it. It said that that New Amsterdam was a company town. Mm-hmm. The Dutch West India Company. So everybody who lived there had something to do with... Early, early on, yeah. So they weren't just was, settling just to... No, they weren't just settling out of curiosity or, oh. or ambition. It was to make money. And um, they were granted land by the Dutch West India Company. Why the Dutch West India Company thought it owned this particular piece of land, I don't know. That's but, a whole but early, other Oprah. <laughs> early New Amsterdam mm-hmm. was was indeed, it was an outpost of, of Holland, really. Oh, okay, okay, so that makes sense. So the Dutch settlers in New Netherland, they could, because they didn't have like the, the Christian Puritans running the show, mm-hmm. they could basically celebrate however they wished. That's true. So they had rudimentary holiday tradition, mm-hmm. uh, traditions that, that, that were openly, even casually celebrated. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I learned, being that it was a company town, as you said, like there was only 270 people that lived in New Amsterdam at that, like when they first got here. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense when you mention that it's just people that work yeah, here, right? Yeah. But over about the next 40 years, people started having families. And oh, you said, like, there weren't that many women uh, here either? Uh, as far as I remember, I remember reading that, that it was initially it was mm-hmm. really mostly men. There were very few women. Okay. All right. That all makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, But as things got more settled, mm-hmm, you know, more mm-hmm. families and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So they did, the, the Dutch in New Netherlands did observed the day of Christ's birth, mm-hmm. which was called Kerstite. Hmm. It was overshadowed by a more popular December holiday, Sinterklaas. Uh. And now it's going to start to sound familiar. Mm-hmm. It, it was a So Sinterklaas is a Dutch gift-giving tradition where children sat their shoes outside their home to be filled by a visiting St. Nicholas on December 6th. Uh, yes, gifts. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And perhaps due to bad weather, it made sense to have the shoes remain inside. Mm-hmm. Or better still, to hang stockings near the, the fireplace. Uh, now we're seeing... So all that, that started here mm-hmm. in New York. Mm-hmm. Well, there's another story about the stockings. Oh, what's that? And that is uh, St. Nicholas, mm-hmm. the, the actual St. Nicholas, mm-hmm. heard about these three women who did not have do- dowries. Oh. So they were going to be... They wouldn't be able to marry, and their only choice for whatever reason was a life of prostitution. Mm-hmm. So St. Nicholas saved them from that by throwing three gold balls down their chimneys mm-hmm. and he must have been a, a we would have been a great basketball player because it ended <laughs> up in their stockings which were drying oh. by the fire and now they had those three balls they mm-hmm. could each has a gold ball they now had a dowry and could marry was it like solid gold i wasn't there oh well okay but he must have been <laughs> it's like a shot put you know? <laughs> Like but um, one of the things that the symbolism of that is the orange at Christmas. Ah, yes, yes. Now, also, I'm from Florida, so mm-hmm. I also know that you can grow. Well, oranges grow during Christmas time. So in also, Florida, yeah. yeah. Well, in Florida, exactly. So, and people like to give boxes of oranges mm-hmm. for Christmas gifts. So, some of you, dear listeners, dear viewers, you might be receiving a box of of oranges. 
for this holiday my, season. My grandmother, who was of Hungarian descent, mm -hmm. would always make sure we had a clementine oh. in our stocking. That was the last gift. Oh. It was in the toe of the stocking. Oh, yeah, did yeah. she have any kind of... Um, did she ever explain what that was about? Absolutely not. Okay. I'm right. only making the connection now. Ah, okay. Yeah, all yeah. right. Now, St. Nicholas is believed to have been a monk who was born in Turkey around 280 AD. Mm -hmm. And it says that he gave away all of his inherited wealth and he traveled the countryside helping the poor and the sick. And he became known as the protector of children and sailors. And what did we learn about monks and friars the other day? Oh, 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 right. Monks stay put and chant. Mm -hmm. Friars get Travel. around, yeah. get around. So he was probably a friar. Oh, how interesting. he was traveling the countryside. That's right. Monks stay put and chat. See, this is what we get for watching um, um, British BBC. Mysteries. <laughs> yes, our love for British Mysteries and BBC. Absolutely, absolutely. So now back to the whole Santa Claus uh, celebration with the kids getting um, candy and and gifts or whatever in their shoes or their stockings among the, the English, the French, the German, and the Swedish families in Manhattan, New mm -hmm. York, the pressure was on for the parents, just like now. Just like now. So the Dutch tradition was adopted. So that means now everybody was celebrating Santa Claus. So they pushed this celebration forward a couple a couple weeks ahead with to align with the more Generally, generally observed festival of Christmas. Oh, they is, pushed it back to Christmas. Yes, oh. yes, yes. They pushed it back to Christmas. So mm -hmm. it went from December 6th, Santa Claus, to December 25th. December 25th, where Christmas was. But you know, I, there's a, a family that I teach, mm -hmm. uh, and they're from uh, South Africa, which is also a, a Dutch settlement, ah. or originally was, mm -hmm. and uh, they celebrate St. Nicholas Day. Do they now? Even now, yes. Yeah. Oh, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. So... Christmas and Santa Claus. As does the old oh. Dutch church of Sleepy Hollow, by the way. Of course they yeah, would. Yeah, they do St. Nicholas Day. Oh, that makes perfect. And that's, and that's December 6th. December 6th. Oh, okay. You know, sometimes I just take for granted because, you know, we're all in New York and we're all doing the same thing. But that's right. And the Dutch were here in New York first. Mm -hmm. So all of those traditions or many of the traditions are going to remain today. Oh, and I, I am, it's my understanding in some pockets of Albany, mm -hmm. they also still celelebrate these different Dutch Christmas traditions oh, that, and the, the yeah. Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yes. So but over time, Christmas and Santa Claus, one, the observance of Jesus's birth, and the other, honoring one of his most popular saints, would melt into one another. Mm -hmm. How interesting. And... Saint Saint Nicholas, Saint Nicholas, which is Dutch for Saint Nicholas, or Sinterklaas for short, mm -hmm. um, and and the name Santa Claus becomes of that's course. where we get Santa Claus from that abbreviation. Mm -hmm. Of course. So, so here we are, Colonial New York, New Amsterdam. Where do we go from there? So the next thing I have is in 1819, mm -hmm. your man, New York author Washington, Washington Irving, Irving, he wrote the sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon. And what did he write about? He wrote about uh, Bracebridge Hall, mm -hmm. with an old Christmas in England. Uh, and he went into detail about various traditions that were old traditions mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. from... Uh, from the Lord of Misrule to ah. 
various things. And it's widely believed that he just made up a lot of this stuff. I mean, some of it was rooted in truth, but these old traditions that he was talking these about. Traditions. Um, you know, the, air quotes, the, if air you're quotes, listening. <laughs> did, not, did not actually happen. To be fair, mm-hmm. I have not read Bracebridge Hall, so I don't know exactly which traditions they are talking about. Other, okay. But... But this is, I keep seeing that Washington Irving in, in the sketchbook made up most of these traditions that we think of as old Christmas. I keep hearing all these, these things about, about Washington Irving, like he was a really good storyteller, a good tale teller. Well, the whole thing with um, Christopher Columbus. Yes. He gave Christopher Columbus a lot of credit for stuff that Christopher Columbus simply did not do. Exactly. And uh, the things that we were taught in school about Christopher Columbus uh, were really just stories that Washington Irving had written about him Great. in his history of America. Yeah. That's, that's um, some, but that's a whole that, other episode. Yeah, that's a whole other Oprah. But yeah, okay. Yeah. So around the same time that Washington Irving was telling those stories, mm-hmm. English author Charles Dickens, oh, yes. he created his classic holiday tale, A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And that story's message, the importance of charity mm-hmm. and goodwill towards all humankind, it struck a powerful chord in people. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, that chord was felt in both the United States and England. He was really popular in the United States to the extent that he was actually touring the U.S. Wow. giving readings. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. He, he made a lot of money from from touring, not just from from book sales, but from from going out and doing readings and being Charles Dickens. Wow. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently so because it, uh, he had such such effect on people and an impact mm-hmm. that members of Victorian society they could see the benefits of celebrating the holiday and and being good to others mm-hmm. and. And see, that's that's a good way to use your power. Use your power for good to create goodwill and not, you know, send people off. Anyway, mm, that's, that's yeah. Another. yeah, another thing. Anyway, in 1822, mm-hmm. Episcopal minister Clement Clark Moore, he wrote the Christmas poem called An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas, More most popularly known, known as... Twas the Night Before Christmas. Yes, yes. That's the poem that depicts Santa Claus as the jolly man who flies home to home on a sled driven by reindeer mm-hmm. to deliver toys. A right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. Ha <laughs> ha, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and the iconic version of Santa Claus as the jolly man with the red and white beard and a sack of toys was immortalized in 1881 when political cartoonist Thomas Nast, he drew on Moore's poem to create the image of old St. Nick we know today. And you know who also had a lot to do with that? I can guess, but I want you to tell me. Coca-Cola. Yes, yes, yes. You look up uh, vintage Coca-Cola ads and you will see iconic Santa Clauses all over the place. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I think that that went a long way also towards cementing that image in people's minds. Oh, absolutely. And every year, if they don't have ads, you might see commercials or or sometimes they'll have certain years, they'll have special years with special cans where they'll bring back that Santa. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that that propaganda, you know, is being shown. And to a lesser extent, Lionel Trains. Ah, you were a train buff. Oh, sure. When sure. you were a little kid. Well, and my dad still was, are. so mm-hmm. yeah. 
and yeah, I still still am. Yeah, I can't can't fight it. You know. Yeah, that whole deal, that whole idea of having like trains. Or did you have when trains I was in a your tree? kid? My dad was a crazy model train collector, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and when I was a kid, we had an artificial tree because we would keep the tree up till St. Patrick's Day because my dad and I would put up a very elaborate train layout. It took up about half the living room. Wow. And kids from the neighborhood, families from the neighborhood would come over and play with the trains. Wow. Mm -hmm. Now, how, how long would it take for you to put We'd it all together? We'd start putting this together Thanksgiving Eve. We'd put mm -hmm. up the tree and decorate it. And then from Thanksgiving till Christmas, it took us all that time to put the put the layout together okay so that's why i imagine you were not in any rush to put that christmas tree when did you when did you say st patrick's day st patrick's day that's how long we kept it up yeah, wow yeah. wow but you and you know it's funny because my mom now carries this tradition on mm -hmm. she runs the right track toy train museum down ah, in north carolina which raises funds for pancreatic cancer research mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. go mom go mom <laughs> <laughs> but I think she also has a tree in her house still. She, well, that's because she's 80-something. Oh, well. <laughs> and she doesn't feel like decorating the tree. She keeps a decorated tree in the corner, and then when it's Christmas time, she drags it out and plugs it in. But it looks great it every looks time great. we visit. It does, so, it does. Yeah, yeah, hey, Mom. She's, I know she's yeah. listening. <laughs> we got our own little tree for our own little place. That's so, true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. When we had our bigger place, we had two trees. We had two trees. Yeah, yeah so you're, yeah, we're, we're big on Christmas we here. We are. We are. <laughs> so... One of the other things that came up during our research was that Christmas was celebrated for like 12 days. Yes, the 12 days of Christmas. Yes, mm -hmm. my true love gave to me. Mm -hmm. so, so that means, so from Christmas to... Uh, uh, Three Kings Day, which is December, uh, January 6th. January 6th, and that was also the... Day of the Epiphany. What yes, that's the three. The three kings and the Epiphany are the same thing. Oh, it's the same thing. But mm -hmm. for twelve days, people are one of those songs. We had um, days of mirth and good cheer. Yes, twelve days in the year. Twelve days in the year, much mirth mm -hmm. and good cheer mm -hmm. in every. Twelve days in the year, much mirth mm -hmm. and good, good cheer, cheer in every household is had. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's the one. That's from um, to drive the cold winter away. Yes, yes, that was a nice song. It's I really, a nice song. I really like learning yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. And um, so one of the interesting, and I love when we do Christmas, any kind of Christmas show or anything, any kind of Christmas show that you're involved in, mm -hmm. you always will bring out your, you know, your Baroque kind of-ish guitar and you will, you will lead the audience with a rousing version of the 12 days of Christmas. That's because nobody knows it. I know. And, you, that, and that's how you always started. You say, everyone thinks they know. They, know. <laughs> they think they know the 12 days of Christmas. And then you go through it and you find out. You know. After five, things fall apart pretty quickly. <laughs> exactly. Was it 12 squirrels are running? That was one woman who either had a lot to drink or had forgotten her medication. I'm not sure. <laughs> but instead of 12 drummers drumming, she said 12 squirrels are running. <laughs> and so I always tell people this, and invariably they sing 12 squirrels are running. Yes, one woman did last year. They did I mean, last night. Last, last yeah, night, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. always one. There's always one. Always one. So the, other th so the thing we were learning about the 12 Days of Christmas, mm -hmm. that was an English carol, and it was first collected and published in the late 18th century. And the melody is a traditional folk melody, and it says that there have been suggestions that the gifts have some kind of religious significance, significance. Mm -hmm. but many scholars dismiss that yeah as yeah. they often do they often do but i thought what was the thing about the partridge oh, I, I thought love that this. was interesting they also there's there's speculation that the song has its origins in france because of the red-legged partridge okay is as i understand it the only partridge that nests in a tree oh all other partridges nest in the, on the ground 
Oh, so the so, partridge in a pear, pear tree, tree yeah. was French. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wee wee. Yeah. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So another thing that came up during our uh, during our research was the wassailing tradition. Uh, yes, wassailing. So the whole idea, of, so for 12 days, people are just like partying like it's 1599. <laughs> 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 and they're having a great time. So let's let's talk about wassail, mm-hmm. this, this drink. What is wassail? Wassail is apple cider mm-hmm. uh, mixed with spices and hard liquor. Hard and liquor. they don't specify what kind of hard liquor. Sure, whatever so they had. Whatever they had, yeah. Yeah. And that falls under the category of? Oh, that's right, wassail. So... There are five, I saw a meme just the other day that there are five types of Christmas songs. So let's see, the first one is, look, there's snow. The second one is, I want stuff. (laughs) The third one is, Santa's in the mood. Mm -hmm. The fourth one is, let's get schnockered. (laughs) And the fifth one is, uh, Jesus was born so that man may never taste eternal death. (laughs) So, but while sailing, while sailing comes it, under the let's get schnockered. Let's get schnockered. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and and this the song we did was sail, was sail all over the, the town. town. Our toasted is white and, and our ale it is brown. brown. Our bowl it is made of the white maple tree. With the wassailing bowl, we'll drink to thee. Something like that. Yeah. With the wassailing bowl. Well, I thought you were gonna have the melody. Yeah, know I didn't say that. Anyway, that's okay. So there are two types of was sailing. What are they? Well, the first type of wassailing is the one that we really know mm-hmm. is going from house to house, mm-hmm. singing carols and drinking from a wassail bowl. They all drank from the same bowl. Whoa, 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 whoa. All drank from the same bowl. That, they clearly didn't know about germs they back then. They did not know about germs yeah, back Because you then. know right now we would not be drinking from mm-hmm. the same bowl. My Microscopy? Microscope. Oh, microscope. Microscopy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had not come about for some time. Lewin Hook had done his experiments in the late 1700s in ah. Sweden, Switzerland, Sweden. I don't remember. One of those sweet places. One of those places. Um, but they just didn't know. They Can't, didn't know. Didn't see it. What are you so going to do? Like, <laughs> but the second type of wassailing is my favorite type of wassailing. And what's that one? It's done by communities who make their living making cider. Like apple cider. Like apple cider. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, okay. And what they would do is they would go. Uh, from orchard to orchard, okay, drinking okay. wassail, yeah, and singing to the trees oh. for a good fall harvest. Okay, they also selected a wassail king and a wassail queen. Mm-hmm. And here's my favorite part of this: they would get to the <laughs> orchard and they would lift the wassail queen into the branches of a tree, where she would take toast that had been soaked in wassail and oh. drape it over the branches of the tree as an offering. So I get it. So by the end of the night, they'd all be toasted. Oh, ah. oh, oh. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. But this whole, but this whole wassailing incidents or incidents mm-hmm. are kind of how, what got Christmas in trouble in the colonies. So for example, let's say, well, before we do, before we, before we go too deep into the wassailing, which we will in a bit, what was the Lord of Misrule about? Oh, well, the Lord of Misrule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the general idea is that, um, in especially in New York, Twelfth Night, mm-hmm. January 6th, was celebrated more than Christmas was. 
Okay. And the days leading up to it. Um, and Twelfth Night is Three Kings Day. It's when three wealthy and noble kings came to pay homage to one poor baby. And if three wealthy and noble kings came to pay homage to one poor baby, then the world has turned upside down. Mm. People would be in costumes. The rich became poor. Uh, and, and there was cross-dressing. And it was all this madness was overseen by a lord of misrule. Ah, who now. frequently mm-hmm. wore women's clothing because the world has turned upside down. Now, I have on very good, I forget what that Authority. word. Authority, there you go, that you have been a Lord of Misrule. Tell us about for, that. For, for a number of years, I was the Lord of Misrule at a historic house museum called Van Cortland Manor mm-hmm. in That's Croton. Historic Hudson Valley? Historic Hudson Valley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I, they had a gown for me. I would wear the gown. Mm-hmm. And I would uh, oversee all this madness. And one of the things that, that I would do and was done during uh, Twelfth Night was hand out these little cards to people that had various characters that they were supposed to become. Oh, how fun. You know, like, like Alderman Gobbleguzzle, who was supposed to act <laughs> like a sot, or my personal favorite, Miss Dorothy Dandelpuppy, and you would introduce people to her imaginary pet. So people would come to this event, they would get cards, and they'd have to pretend to be whatever this mm-hmm. character well, was. Well, first we would select a Twelfth Night queen or a Twelfth Night king. And how would you do and that? Traditionally, it's done by baking a cake with a bean in it. Mm-hmm. And whoever gets the piece with the bean becomes the king or the queen. Okay. okay. Now, even though I knew all these people were coming, I did not bake a cake. So. Instead, <laughs> uh, we did a thing where I'd have a bunch of white beans in my hat and one black bean, and whoever got the black bean became the, they'd all select a bean from my hat, and whoever got the black bean became the Twelfth Night King or Queen. So did you hand out the beans yourself? Or yes. The... Well, actually, no. I had a, a young assistant that would take the hat around because I was playing music too. Right, so like a bean girl, a bean boy. Bean girl, bean boy. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah. would hang, they, they would hand out, they would hold out this, mm-hmm. this hat and then someone would choose a bean mm-hmm. and then they would find out who was king or queen. And any time the king or queen demanded, the pe- person with the card had to perform whatever character they would. <laughs> so there was that. But you know what? Back to my grandmother from Hungary. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't make this connection until much later in life. Um, when we were kids, she also celebrated January 6th, 12th night, mm-hmm. and she had a cake that she would bake with a dime in it. Oh. And whoever got the dime was the 12th night, it was, was the three kings, uh, was a king or a queen for the day. And she had a little crown. Usually it was a queen because I got four sisters. Uh But occasionally it was me. So, yeah. How fun. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a vestige of of all that. And she, you know, came from the old world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. So you would be dressed, well, you'd be the Lord of Misrule in Mm -hmm. a dress. Did you wear Crocs with those? Well, well, it was cold. I had fur-lined Crocs. Oh, of course. It was that dark makes it better. That nobody, it was dark enough and the gown was long enough that nobody saw the Crocs necessarily. So all six, three inches, you know, of, of Jim was covered by a dress. It's true. It's true. Wow. Well, that's good. Well, yeah, I'm glad they yeah. were able to find something mm-hmm. that, which, was that like empire style? It was an empire. There's a lot of fabric in the bust area, so I would roll up a <laughs> shawl and stick it in there. And, yeah, you know. Oh, for the days. Oh, I wish I could see pictures of those. So Go um, on Facebook. Oh, okay. Okay, I will. I will go and find them. So, to to jump back to the wassailing, all of this this Lord of Misrule, all of this world turned upside down. This led to a lot of uh, 
Debauchery. Debauchery, exactly. Mm-hmm. So this this is how carousing. things carousing. This mm-hmm. is how things start to get kind of crazy. Out of hand. Out of hand. Yes, all of that. So this is this is the thing. So while this is going on, one day a year, the Lord of the Manor would be expected to open the doors of the manor and trade places with the peasantry. Mm-hmm. He'd be expected to let anyone in who asked and provide them with none but the finest of his food and drink. Well, think about the song, Wasail, Wasail, Hello, Lover, the Town. Because mm-hmm. we would sing, uh, and here's yes. to, uh, to her right ear, may God send our master a good piece of beef. What was yeah, it? Yeah, uh, his white, right cheek. To her right cheek. May God send our master a good, uh, good piece of beef and a good piece of beef that mm-hmm. may we, we all see. see. With a wassailing bowl we sing to, drink to thee. Ah, yeah. oh, so may we all see, because they use that and line a every, lot. Every verse has a, may and we a all good see. crop of corn that may we all see oh. and a good Christmas pie that may we all see. Because you're sharing it. Sharing. Now, yeah, exactly. So the master becomes a servant and the servant the master. Mm -hmm. And while some of those masters did so generously, others did so begrudgingly. Not so much. Which was considered poor form. Mm -hmm. And should the rabble, I love this way I found this, should the rabble feel that they were being stiffed on the good stuff, such as being served wine that was less than the best vintage, mm-hmm. they might do a little damage as repayment. Mm-hmm. 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 And then also, instead of when they'd, they'd have this big wassail bowl, right? right. And they'd have this wine. And people didn't, they didn't consume it at home. They went house to house. But they were also expecting payment sometimes. Mm-hmm. So soon, wassailing in expectation of money or access to the house, it began to other. It began to reflect other kinds of misrule. Right. Exactly. And FYI, I thought this was interesting. It, it characterized uh, this this old English Christmas was like a holdover from the ancient Romans mm-hmm. because they had the winter festival of Saturnalia. Right. And the Anglo-Saxons they turned normal social relationships upside down temporarily Uh, so so this is still like you know it's a little pagan too mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. so as you said before women and men might Mm cross-dress and act the part of the opposite sex right schoolboys might bar their teachers from the schoolhouse Mm -hmm. or a peasant might be named the lord of misrule Uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the wealthy were expected to share their bounty with poor villagers and servants Mm -hmm. so this is so you know even in the here we come a caroling or a wassailing among them there's a line in there about we are not daily beggars that go from door to door but we're your friends and neighbors whom you have seen before Ah, so pay up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as you can guess, over time, Christmas time developed into a night of carousing. Mm-hmm. This, in colonial America, New York especially, servants and male children would go out and about on Christmas Eve, knocking on doors of the gentry, demanding good food and drink not just hoping they want it mm-hmm. and before now bring us a figgy pudding ah, and bring us a figgy pudding and bring us a figgy pudding and bring it right here, here. Mm-hmm. yes like right now mm-hmm. we're demanding even the songs we won't go until we, we get find some we, we won't, won't go, go until we, we get mm-mm. some yeah mm-hmm. that makes so much more sense right? now Yay. wow mm-hmm. wow see that was that was the way people did it back then mm-hmm 
But before long, after all this carousing, they'd be very drunk. Yes. And the carousing schnockered. would... Schnockered. Schnockered, <laughs> exactly. It would happen. It would continue all night, mm-hmm. and it would be waking families from their sleep. Mm-hmm. So, and should these rowdies be refused, they might tear up an outbuilding. So if they didn't get what they want, they might tear up an outbuilding or vandalize a fence or some other property. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this behavior led to the celebration of Christmas being discouraged in many places. Right. And some n- having penalties for not working on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you weren't working or if you weren't having your people work, mm-hmm. oh, penalty for you. So by 1772, Misrule and social protests at Christmas also hit New York City. So a a newspaper complained that the absence of decency, temperance, and sobriety at Christmas was so serious a matter that it belonged in the courts. Mm. So the evolution of these Christmas practices were a a direct result. So one change from Mm. wassailing and the wassail bowl, bowl containing alcoholic beverages, right, right. wassailing became caroling, mm-hmm. which was more likely rewarded with hot chocolate cookies and the like. Right. You know, just nice little pleasant little things. Mm-hmm. And another manifestation of this change, the tipping of the servants mm. called boxing, because after the clay boxes with money slits that the English servants once used, or their collections, they also found their way to colonial America. Like, I always used to wonder, like, what is Boxing Day? Mm Because you see them on calendars, but they did have that here in colonial America because you had many... Well, they were English colonies. Exactly. And English and Canadian calendars still mark Boxing Day as December 26th, which is the traditional feast day of St. Stephen. Mm. And the concept survives whenever an employer gives a Christmas bonus or when we tip at the holiday to those who render us services throughout the year. So all of all that, that still comes from those that, that Boxing Day. So how does that St. Stephen song I was going to say, did yeah. you just say that Boxing Day was the Feast of St. Stephen? It's a Feast of St. Stephen. Good King Wenceslas looked out on the Feast of Stephen when the snow lay round about deep and crisp and even. Sprite makes all the holiday. I remember that from those Sprite commercials. Sorry. Well, anyway, um, yeah, that, so that song took place on the day after Christmas. Yeah, so that is how Christmas has gone through so many different evolutions. Mm-hmm. And with all of the sailing before it became caroling, that is, you know, that that's when we had like, like so I don't know if you'd call those the darker days of Christmas. Hmm. Um, Depends on who you ask. Yeah, that's true. And and it had almost it had been sort of like almost outlawed. Mm-hmm. And then it finally, after all of that, it came full circle to become a holiday, a federal holiday in 1870. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, so it is. It is. Well, now that you know. You know. Thanks for listening to us. Please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star review on your favorite podcatcher. 